Saints and Sinners Podcast, baby. On a Tuesday, we got soul in the middle. Saints We've plus got- soul equals Super Bowl, baby. You already know. We got Cisco on the end. Oh, it's November 10th, 2020. We are on the way to victory. <laughs> and I'm D Rob, y'all. Um, we, oh, no, we're here wait, to celebrate. We already, uh, already got victory, huh? We're here to celebrate a major ass kicking of sorts that just happened uh, Sunday night, guys. Man. 38 to 3. Our scores Man. were all done for in the first half. We had no chance, y'all. All of our scores we predicted were. Completely in the trash at the end of the first half. What what just went down, guys? I mean, is this the Saints we've been waiting on all season long, or what? Bruh, hey, let me tell you something, man. You know, um, people say that that games are won in the trenches. Um, our offensive line played lights out. Our defensive line played lights out. All we had to do was rush four people. You yeah. know, we put pressure on Brady, man. I mean, everybody had a great night. Only one person didn't have a great night, and um, that was my boy. He going to bounce back, and y'all know oh, yeah. what I'm talking about. I will tie it in. He dropped oh, the yeah, pass. Jared yeah, yeah, he dropped Jared the pass. Yeah. He fumbled, and he almost got Drew Brees killed. <laughs> he had a rough so, night. So I guess yeah. the question is, is it getting closer to the Troutman era? <laughs> you hey, see that? I mean- Adam Troutman, I was impressed with the way he snagged that ball in the end zone in traffic, man. I mean, he looks like a dude that's been doing it for five or six years. I mean, he's starting to come up a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, Jared's better than that. We know Jared will definitely bounce back. I mean, it's a shame. Yeah. He was trying to play for that extra yard, get that touchdown, and he fumbled. I mean, it, it happens, man. It's a hustle play. It's unfortunate. But he'll, he'll bounce back, that's for sure. None of his miscues hurt us. So Right. Ended up, yeah. Hey, look, you know the thing, y'all, I went back and watched the pro- the podcast from uh, Sunday, and I said, man, we were talking about some things about obviously winning in the trenches. We talked about, so you made a good point of uh, X Factor, talking about, you talked about Jared Cook and Taysom Hill, and, and obviously, man, Taysom Hill was a huge factor in this game. Um, <laughs> was this the game that he had to, were y'all glad that Sean Payton, we also talked about Sean Payton getting creative. He finally lets Taysom Hill throw the football, completes two solid passes, to Jared Cook and Adam Troutman, of all people, that we were just talking about. was it, is, is Taysom Hill locked in right now? I mean, we, we had some doubts earlier in the season, but, man, he'll say he seems like he's kicking some ass these last couple of weeks. I mean, what do y'all see with him? Look, let me tell y'all something. When they start showing highlights, when they show a game and they start showing Kamara, Breeze, Michael Thomas, they're going to have to start showing Taysom Hill, bro, because he's a weapon. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, he's another weapon we have on the field. He's another yeah. weapon, man. He's a bona fide weapon. Or is it like a almost – I mean, I know they lost to Minnesota in the playoffs last year, but he was like one of the few people that showed up. But it yeah. seems when the rest of the team's playing well and he gives that little extra, 
that he's capable of, you know, being that X factor, you know, catching the ball, running the ball, throwing the ball. It's like, you know, you, you don't really expect the Saints to lose when he's playing up 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 to his uh his talent level. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, him running down the field, man, I mean, this guy runs as hard as anybody in the league. That's, I mean, this guy's a freaking quarterback on the depth chart, but, I mean, I don't know too many running backs that run as hard as Taysom Hill runs, man. I mean, you see this dude's got blood on his arm. He's taking defenders with him. Nobody wants to individually tackle this guy in the secondary, not even the linebackers, it seems, sometimes. I mean, I, dude, I, I'm just thoroughly impressed, man. And, I, you know, it's impressive. We talk about Taysom Hill, but I was impressed with the fact that you know, Mike came back. Michael looked good, let's be real. I mean, you know, he had five catches. I think actually tied the team lead. Five catches, 51 yards, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But it was so many other guys. Like, nobody – Drew spread around to 12 different receivers catching passes. I mean, we yeah. saw contributions all over the place. I mean, Traquan on that first drive – that I mean, that first scoring drive, yeah, made a heck of a play, man. I mean, because that wasn't – Drew, I think – I don't know if he was just so – like, I don't know what, if that play just threw him off a little bit. But he was so wide open, and Drew almost overthrew him out of the end zone. But Traquan, that was a heads-up play to find his feet and make that catch the way he did. That was a brilliant play. I was mean, were you guys best? impressed with the supporting cast? I mean, I, I thoroughly was, man. Was that the best uh, game of uh, Traquan or the best play of Traquan's career? It's up there. I mean, because, you know, hey, 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 we have to be realistic. It was kind of easy. Drew almost overthrew him. He threw a rainbow. Right. Good thing he didn't right. have nobody close to him. Right. Know? I mean, he I threw mean, a rainbow, but I'm like, Jesus, you could have threw it a little straighter than that, Drew. <laughs> you know, Jesus, and, he threw it, you know? And, and you know, so you think about that. I mean, sometimes I'm, I know we talk a lot of games come down to one or two plays. I mean, this is a blowout, obviously. But, you know, let's say that pass didn't go our way. And let's say we only come our way with three on that drive or something. Let's say that missed opportunity comes back and bites us. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I've been hearing enough people giving praise to that catch. I mean, I heard people talk about it, whatever, but mm -hmm. that's a very easy situation. What if he goes out of bounds there? What if he doesn't come up with that catch and you, and you set up a field goal? You know what I'm saying? That's right, a nice right. play to me that got overlooked. He must have had a feel for it because he never looked yeah. to see where his feet was. It just kind of – he yeah. just did it off instinct. And I thought that was yeah, – and, that, that and that's was, the thing that about right. Trayquan. I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, he was uncovered, but that was a tough catch because, like you said, he looked – it's like he almost just – he looked away from the ball for a second to find out where he was in the field. I mean, we've seen some flashes from this guy, man. And, I mean, he shows, you know, definite potential. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, man, was a guy not talked about nearly as much as Michael Thomas or Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin coming back into action. But Emmanuel Sanders had the best game out of all those guys, in my opinion. Mm, I mean, yeah. how valuable is that guy becoming? Man, and, and look, his, his ex-teammate was watching on the other side, you know. Just mm -hmm. saying to himself, damn, I wish that was me tonight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was really impressed. The first shot they took to Antonio Brown, I was holding my breath, man. But Janoris Jenkins played it as well as she possibly could on that deep ball. But, yeah. hey, man, the Saints defense, I mean, our secondary, we talked about it too. That's another thing. C was talking about that. We kind of went into that in the previous podcast about us playing up to our potential finally in the secondary. Because to me, look, I respect their secondary. and They're overachieving a little bit, in my opinion. But I think our secondary has been underachieving all year. In this game, they absolutely dominated the Bucs. They could not get any separation whatsoever. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins was mentally abusing Rob Gronkowski. But Matt Marshall Lattimore, he just declared ownership of Mike Evans, man. I mean, it was nasty, dude. The secondary was outstanding. 
man, it, it, it was awesome. It, it's one of the best games I've ever seen the Saints play from top to yeah. bottom, you know. Absolutely. It was awesome, yeah. bro. It, it was yeah. awesome. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, yeah, especially against, against, <laughs> against from Australia said it was a nearly perfect game. It, outside of the two right. turnovers, I mean, outside of those two turnovers, it, it it really was. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, you listen to the Saints after the game. I mean, Drew Brees still saying we still got work to do. And I love that mindset. You know, I mean, they could have went around acting crazy. I mean, look, we saw the post game dancing. We saw Jameis getting down. That was fun. It was good to see Sean Payton out there. You know, we're being happy. We're celebrating the win. But we know we got work to do. Like you said, it wasn't a perfect game. We could still eliminate those turnovers. You know what I mean? I mean, outside after of the two turnovers, it was perfect, but still some work. After you the know? game, look, after the game, we saw Jameis eating W's, man, for us. <laughs> On a different side, eating W's. He was w's. waiting for that. He was waiting, bro. Look, it's old yeah. team, too. <laughs> they probably said that MF, you know, he over there, he, he celebrated, he didn't, beat, he didn't beat his old team. I know he loves it. Oh, he had to be feeling pretty good, man. And the Tampa crowd, they were panning to the fans at some point. I think we said they had 13,000 fans that were allowed in. But you could hear some Saints fans at times, and maybe that was just Richie. I don't know. But you could hear the fans with the Saints a little bit, and you just saw the Tampa fans look totally dejected, man. I mean, the Saints just took the, the air out of that stadium the first half. I mean, 31 nothing at halftime. I mean, it was a joke after that, dude. I mean, they just man. absolutely dominated that first half. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was in shock, but I was happy man, as a kid in the candy store. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what would you, you guys think about the defensive line, man? I mean, we talked about the offensive line was outstanding. I mean, they did a great job keeping pressure off of Breeze. But to me, the defensive line was ultra impressive as well. I mean, Trey Hendrickson's up to, what, seven sacks on a year? I mean, we saw Cam, David Onyemata, Malcolm Brown, Davenport. Everybody seemed like they contributed to their own defensive line, man. I'd say the Saints line right now, I don't think there's a deeper unit in the league right now than the Saints defensive line. Yeah, hey, hey, Sirocco, you see Marco Vega, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, he said we're still going to choke at yeah, the he, end, you know. Another I mean, story. I mean another you know, story. that's one thing, but, you know, him being a Cowboys fan, you know. Ooh, oh, my God. He can't he even talk. He, he can't even hang, talk. He has to hang on some kind of league. Because uh, we actually have a, a bet for 200 bucks. He's got the Cowboys, and it's not looking oh, too good. Uh, that's not looking too good. Never no, hope yeah, he might, he might as well write to the check now. To to use. Hey, those, guys, those guys come onto the field. Those guys are like 60 years old. So <laughs> they better hope they go back to like the 90s versions of those guys if they got any kind of chance. Um, yeah, look, Texas football is not too good this year. We, we, we messed with our boy Chris, uh, who did some writing with Texans Wire. It's a it's just a disastrous year of football for the state of Texas. I mean, Houston they they have one of the worst five teams in the league right now, record wise, and they won't even have a pick to uh to, to brag about next uh, April. You know, they're uh they, they have their first round pick going to Miami. Dak's coming back. Their their season's barely alive because of the division they're in. Uh, my question is, with the proximity of Nola, uh, are there going to be some uh some Texans and uh and uh, Cowboys uh, bandwagoners uh? Saying, well, you know, I can, I can kind of drive to uh, to Nola in the night, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, that's well, always been the case with Shreveport. I find Shreveport, Northern Louisiana. It's like when the Saints are doing great, they kiss our ass, and when the Cowboys are doing good, they go the other way. You know, yeah, that, that's why I feel kind of some type of way sometimes about the fans up there. You know, that's they seem to be a little fair weather. 
So they're a, uh, they're a swing city then, you're saying? They're definitely a swing city. You never know what you're going to get from them. Uh, but hey, but no. guys, what what y'all uh, what y'all think about the way? I mean, let's look at the two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. We know what Tom Brady did. It was it was pretty shit. Um, three interceptions. We saw a boy Drew Brees though. We talked about he could go for three hundred yards in this game. The only reason he didn't because we were kicking their ass so bad, you know. But he would have gone for three hundred yards if Sean Payton wouldn't have called the dogs off. He had four touchdowns. I mean, Drew Brees outside of the one throw. On one of those early drives where Jason Pierre-Paul almost picked him off on that stunt play. Outside of that, man, he was flawless, man, in my opinion. And, and, I mean, and you know what? Point. It, it wasn't meant to be, but you wonder, could that have changed that whole game around if, if Drew would have got a pick yeah. off and Jason Pierre-Paul yeah. would have ran that all the way back? You wonder what hey. would have happened after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm glad and that's that the interesting happen. thing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes one or two plays can make all the difference in the world in these games. I mean, things are that closely matched. That's a good point. So when we talked about the Traquan play, I mean, if Jason Pierre Paul picks that ball up, who knows? I mean, the only guy I could have seen possibly catching him was Alvin Kamara because I don't think Drew would have been able to do it. Hey, let me break in, man. This is uh, I, I got a tear, you know, rolling down my eye. Trust me, it's there. Um, Here we got. Our friend Steve from Australia said he's driving around the Victoria country. Uh, side in Australia in heavy rain listening to us three legends. What? I love it, man. I love awesome. this guy, man. When are we going to Australia? We need to go to Australia, man. I, yeah, I'm going to go live from Australia. We need to go live from Australia. We need to, man. <laughs> we definitely need to do that, man. I, I'm all with it. I appreciate that. I, I love hearing that type of stuff, man. It's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Hey, man, and, you know, that's the Saints fan thing, man. You know, it goes everywhere. And, and people are just so – man, people – everybody kind of takes on that personality, man. Like, a lot of fan bases could be cocky or arrogant. You know, the Saints fan base is always – you know, we get excited when we win, and, man, we get crushed when we lose, man. You know what I'm saying? Some fan bases, you don't hear from them when they lose. You know, as simple as that. But but we lay it all out. We wear our emotions on our thing that's so rewarding no. about that game, you know, the, the Saints – Nearly every week. I mean, every once in a while, there'll be a there'll be a, 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 a ass stomping, you know, here and there. Uh, you know, Philadelphia not too long ago comes to mind. Um, but you know, just just the the heartache and the being on the edge of your seat every single every single week. Um, the, the it felt good. The physical yes. pain they put <laughs> being in such close games, some such nail biters. I mean, you know, some people don't even have fingers left to. But to, to be a part of this one where you can just kind of sit back, relax, watch the game, you know, you can go grab, you know, grab some food, get some shit on the grill. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's, heart, everybody's, relax, heart was, everybody's heart was okay yeah. for this game. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was nobody, like a game no, celebration. Nobody right? got I mean, any great High-fiving over the phone. Yeah. I mean, it, it was special, man. That's for sure. You're right. I mean, it, it was it was definitely good to get a laugher. I got a winner for my contest. Ah, who we got? Um, oh, the nice. closest one. You know, we won by 35. And um, right? I had one lady, Jennifer Kramer. Jennifer Kramer. Um, what's her last? Taylor. She said okay. that the score was going to be 51 to 7. So that's a 44 point. <laughs> so she's the closest one. Hey, there we go. Jennifer Kramer. And who would ever thought that? Taylor. Who would ever thought? 
So just yeah, inbox yeah. me your address, and I'm gonna send you some Soul Saint merchandise if you're here. Um, if you're not here on the uh, listening in, I did invite you. So if you're listening, just send me your um, your address, and I'm gonna send you some Soul Saint goodies. But if not, oh, yeah. I'll contact you myself. Yeah, yeah. But that's your and winner. If she, and if she, she doesn't contact you, I'm to sure seven. I was, and I'm sure <laughs> if she didn't contact you. I'm sure I was second, so you can send that stuff over here if she don't claim. <laughs> Fifty-one to seven. That was her. Um, damn. Man. And it would have been. Who would have thought we'd get the team out the end zone? Hey, I'm thinking I mean, if uh, if uh, Cooks wouldn't have dropped the pass, it might have been fifty-one. Hey, you know, yeah. it, it could have gotten there. It, it could have got there, but they, the, you know, they the the team let off the gas pedal. You know, right. sometime yeah. in the third quarter. When, yeah, you you know, yeah. Peyton wants to kneel with two minutes left. Right. Yeah, he and you know that was kind of uncharacteristic of Peyton dealing with 57 seconds left before the half. You know, um, and honestly, that was kind of, you know, honestly, with one timeout in his pocket, I know we were deep in their territory, but man, let's be real. How many times does Sean Payton not take a chance right there with Drew going? You know, trying to run that one minute offense. But let's look at how how the last two seasons went. You know, Kamara was was hurt most of last year. Yeah. You know, really hurt. Uh, you know, the team's offense at times. And this right. year, you had pretty much your whole wide receiver core out at times. Exactly. So think, yeah. uh, you know, uh, sometimes you just have to, you know, yeah. take care of you. There's no, there's, you know, those points don't carry over the next week. There's not yeah, going to help. Yeah. You yeah. 38 or, or 58, you know. Yeah, it's not college football. It's still yeah. a dumb, you know, there's nobody voting to, to, to see where you're going to be ranked. Either way, the Saints are still the best team in the NFC. That's uh, right. We'll another day and, and, and come back healthy uh, next week against San Francisco. And when we beat KC, we're going to be the best team in the NFL. Hey, there you go. Hey, look, right now, I mean, and that's the thing, man. The Saints have definitely crept up those power rankings. We talked about in our article on uh, tailgate504.com. Um, here's some things, man, some interesting numbers in this game I want to throw out there. Um, I believe it was eight rushing yards of the Saints allowed. Some type of NFL record there. I mean, now we know they couldn't run the ball down 31 points, but the Saints did a nice job of making them one-dimensional like we talked about on the last podcast. Also, Tom Brady's QBR was 40.4, dude. And this is a guy who's considered the best ever at his position, well-deserved. We held him to a 40 quarterback rating, which is terrible. I mean, that's like just downright – I mean, that, that's worse than Cam Newton and Sam Darnold this year. You know what I'm saying? That, that's bad. Absolutely rough. Um, yeah. I don't know what numbers – there's a lot of numbers to take out of this game, man. I think they had seven, uh, you know, seven hits on Tom Brady. That was pretty impressive. I really got to give kudos to Dennis Allen. I, I rag him a lot on this show. So he's not getting fired? Dennis Allen week? called the right packages. He had the blitz. <laughs> so his job is for this week. I think he saved his ass. And, I mean, we came out and said it. This was a game – if that game's – look, if, that's a, if that score is reversed, I think Dennis Allen might be out of town. But he saved his ass. He called the best game he has called in two years, in my opinion. I thought they did a great job of disguising the pressures. Like Soul said, they went with a lot of four-man rush, but they did bring the extra guy here and there. But the way the coverage was great, they did a fantastic job with Antonio Brown, in my opinion, because I was worried about Antonio Brown going downfield. I wasn't worried about Godwin with the finger injury as much. I wasn't worried about Mike Evans, you know what I'm saying, because right. of Marshawn Lattimore, what he does to him every time they play. But Rob Gronkowski scared me a little bit, and Antonio Brown. And, man, we, we did a phenomenal job. He went with Malcolm Jenkins, and Jenkins just absolutely ate Rob's lunch, man. I mean, Gronkowski had no answer. 
Hey, hey, look at all the records we broke. Uh, fewest rushes yeah. by an NFL team. That's them, you know, with only five. Yeah. Uh, Brady's first yeah. time he ever got swept. You know, swept. Uh, yeah, we, hey, we Brady's worst, Absolutely. His worst, his worst defeat ever. His worst defeat. That's ever. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Man, I, hey, I mean, that's what I'm saying. This was a monumental yeah. game. I mean, nobody yeah. picked the Saints to win. I yeah. didn't know that because we were doing a podcast. But everybody, yeah, my, my buddy's texted me during the game. And he said every every analyst picked us to lose Man. this game. I took a picture of them clowns. Yeah, they clowns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Everybody's I couldn't believe job. it either. I thought that was crazy. On Brady's is, job. The addition, is the addition of Antonio Brown subtraction by addition, I mean – He's, he's, he's pretty well known as a douchebag. You know, he's throwing uh, dildo yeah. cops, you know, beating up on women, uh, you know, sexual assaulting people. And you invite this guy to be a big part of your locker room. You invite him to a team that already has two Pro Bowl receivers on it. I don't understand. You to a team where Scotty Miller was kicking ass all year. Yeah. Tyler Johnson looks really good when he gets the, a chance to catch the ball. You bring this guy into that wide receiver room. You're making him an immediate starter in three yeah. wide receiver sets. I think, I think, I think that that addition might fuck this team. Hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes yeah. it doesn't make sense, you know. I mean, look, look at the. Let's see, I know I'm gonna bring up the Lakers. You're gonna hate me bringing that up, but you know what I'm talking about. Back in the '90s or early 2000s, whenever I was against the Pistons, you had Shaq and Kobe, I believe, and then you bring like Gary Payton towards the end of his career, and who was that, Carl Malone or somebody? I mean, like they brought in all these guys. Right. Shaq and Paul, and you bring in Dwight and uh, Steve Nash. Well, exactly. I said sometimes you bring in big names, and it's not necessary because you already got a good thing brewing. And then you bring in some different personalities that don't mesh, that you don't need. Games are not won on paper. There's a very human element to the. That's right. I said that at the beginning of the season. When they were getting yeah. all these players, you know, I said the same yeah. thing, you know, and um, you know, it's just like if you have a family, y'all have families, yeah. right? You bring an outsider right. into your family, into your house, everybody's gonna be looking <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it, yeah, it's gonna especially be Antonio Brown is a little crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. He's like, like the drunk uncle that you want to keep away from your yeah. kids, you know? I mean, even if he helps pay a bill or two, you're still looking at him like. <laughs> <laughs> right. You never know what you're gonna walk into. You go, you go have dinner or something, go to the movies, and you come home. And Antonio Brown's got, you know, no telling. He's got animals, strippers, and then he's not a he's not a question mark because he has a rap sheet a mile long. Right. So you already know what he's done. You come in the kitchen. You come in the kitchen. Antonio Brown drinking milk straight out the uh, straight out the gallon, but. You know, like that, you know. He's that guy. You know, when you see, <laughs> you know, it's going to come to a head. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, look, yep. he's a talented player, but to me, it made zero sense. I kept thinking Antonio Brown was going to end up in Baltimore. You know, I mean, it made sense because of Marquise Brown, the relationship there in Baltimore needed another receiver. Tampa Bay, like you said, I, I said this before last season. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. I know who that. I said that's the best duo in the league receiving wise, and they were last year by a wide margin statistically. I don't know why you add. I mean, that's what I'm we're talking about the emergence of Gronk. You got Fournette and Jones. Like you said, there's only one football you can spread around. And to me, that's right. that message with guys who are supposed to be getting the ball more often. You know what I'm saying? You, exactly. Those guys are a little lackadaisical, you know, between exactly. plays. Exactly. To me, it's akin to, to basketball, you know. 
if you got if you got three or four guys on the court that all need the ball in their hands to be effective, yeah, they have a very good team because everybody's going to the ball, and when they don't get the ball, they're not going to do the other things, the little things that help you win games. Exactly. Yeah, look at yeah, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. They didn't need Dennis Rodman to score fifteen to twenty points a game. They didn't even just go grab rebounds. You can score two That's points and grab fifteen rebounds. I mean, That's such a good dynamic. You know? They got two superstars. Right. And the rest of the guys yeah. fill in and know their role, and you play defense. Exactly. You don't exactly. need four or five guys on the court that can score at all times. Yeah, it, it's a that's little right. bit. It, it's a little crazy, man. I, I mean, and that's what we're talking about too in the podcast. We made that statement as well last time out. We said we know who we are more than they do. You know what I'm saying? The problem is they keep having this ongoing identity change. When I think they were actually getting really close to finding themselves the way they've been playing, and I mean, to me, they don't know who they want their running back to be. They don't know how Brown's going to fit in now. Gronk looks tired again after looking so good for a couple weeks. I don't know if our defense just did that or what, but he looked he looked slow, slower than usual. And he's never been a fast guy, but you know, see the defense had some confusion. You saw Dominican Sue was frustrated at times. Um, you know, the offensive line yeah. was like a train wreck. I know they were missing one guy who was probably their best lineman, but still, you know, I mean, you you got to be able to run without one guy sometimes on that old line. That shows me that it wouldn't have made no difference. Because they, they were beating up. Yeah, you're talking about Vita Vea. He, he wouldn't have made no difference. No, we no, can move him, too. We beat him in the first guy. game. You're talking about oh, Ali yeah. Marpet, right? Well, Ali Marpet. But, yeah, Vita Vea, too. I mean, like you said, you're missing one or two players. But look at the injuries the Saints have had. You know what I'm saying? The Saints have had injuries on their line. I mean, you know, Teron Armstead was out for a little bit. Andres P was out. Um, right. Sheldon Rankins missed time early. Uh, Marcus Davenport obviously missed several games. So, I mean, we yeah. had to say, you know, but we're deeper in my opinion. The Saints know who they are. They're deeper. It just uh, – and I'm not writing Tampa off. Let's be real. Tampa could come out and, and be gangbusters, but they got a tough schedule. They got the Chiefs coming up soon. Mm -hmm. I think the next three opponents that they're playing have a combined record of 16 and 10. The Saints, on the other hand, if that number's reversed. The next three opponents we play are 10 and 16 combined. So this is our chance really now with the tiebreaker – to build that lead in the division. I mean, the 49ers, that, that team shouldn't even be in a game with us. I'm sorry. I know what they did last year, but that team's decimated with injuries. Nick Mullins was terrible mm -hmm. last week. Um, the quarterback, he was just all over the place. He's lucky he threw six interceptions the way he played. But we should destroy these guys in our own building. Careful, that could be a trap mm -hmm. game. You know, they, it could be. It could be. But to me, let me say this. I mean, their system kind of. Go ahead, go ahead, so. Let me say this. Um, I hope that maybe we gave everybody else the blueprint because the Giants did it first, and then here yeah. we came, and we we totally destroyed them, gave them the blueprint on how to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh, they had yeah. two hard games. They lucky they got away last week yeah. uh, with a win against the Giants. The Giants, the one what? and seven, whatever they were, Giants. <laughs> they come to play us, and we show that you know the Giants gave y'all a game, but we a way better team than the Giants, and look what we did. Right now you got yeah, Carolina, look. who's got a good defense. Yeah, that, that so, Carolina should be. I got, I'm going Carolina in that game. I think Carolina beats them hands down. I, honestly, honestly, the problem with uh, with Tom Brady is a uh, problem that's going to happen to a lot of teams. You know, guys with immobile quarterbacks against teams that can get pressure with their front four are going to have problems because the league is moving towards, if not a running quarterback, a guy that can move a little bit in the pocket and yeah. make stuff 
unless your offensive line is just impenetrable or impeccable. Right. Uh, you can't move a little bit back there, and you can't throw off a rhythm, and you can't throw off a platform and, uh, you know, make stuff happen with pressure in your face. You know, you, you're going you're gonna to have problems in this league, especially against the better teams. Well, yeah, and Brady doesn't get rid of the ball as fast as what Drew Brees does. To me, the Saints' offensive line is on a different stratosphere than their line. Um, even though they get all the hype, the Saints' offensive line should get more hype. I mean, right now, I mean, when the Saints' offensive line is healthy, I think it's the best unit in the league. I mean, I think they've surpassed Dallas. I think Pittsburgh's really close. There's some other teams in that conversation as well. But, I mean, it's hard to argue the Saints don't have the best line in the league. And like you said, see, Brees getting rid of the ball so quickly, a great line. Drew doesn't have to be mobile. You know what I'm saying? He – he just has to sidestep somebody like he did in that first drive when that guy, uh, the cornerback Dean, came at him and kind of gave him a good pump fake and sent the dude flying into another zip code, you know. But you don't necessarily – Tom Brady doesn't – Tom Brady doesn't have that same luxury. He doesn't get rid of the ball as quick. They want to do things more downfield with Aaron's offense. And that offensive line, you know, he's getting hit. I mean, he got licked a few times in this game, man. So, to me, yeah, I, I don't know. They they gotta they really need to get uh, their things together there, and they need to find their identity on offense. I think they, this Antonio Brown thing is going to set them back a week or two. Even though he's a great player, I think just, you know, incorporating him into the offense could cause some confusion right away, you know. And then yeah. that's a team in Carolina that can go out and score some points next week. I mean, Teddy's yeah. looked solid. They got those three dangerous receivers. Christian McCaffrey's back. You know, and, and the defense is playing above expectations. Carolina's not there yet. They're playing tough. Hey, we got uh, to make this an early night tonight. Uh, anything y'all have to promote on the way out? Man, I'm, I just want to promote my Saints, man. I, I want to tell <laughs> you guys, I don't know if y'all can hear this, any Saints players, coaches, or whoever, hey, man, congratulations. Y'all play the let, – let's keep it going. Let's keep it going all the way to the Super Bowl, man. Oh, yeah. Awesome that was Serious oh. effort. Yeah, yeah, guys. Check out Sunday, the site, hey, tailgate504.com. Right? Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Let's get ready, man. Let's get ready for that. I hope to see you guys back then, man. We'll uh, we'll do this for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, right on. So, I mean, ditto on that, dude. They played a phenomenal game. One of the best regular season games I've ever seen as a Saints fan, man. All right, see y'all Sunday. All right, bro. All right. Bye, see you.